Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. And you can listen to us on the great iTunes feed or the great radio.com podcast feed or other places that podcasts are available including our website, cbssportsradio.com. Now, Friday was the Big Bash. The band played at Bob's Bar. We touched on this over the, the show on Monday, but just so I have a clear idea of what happened, Bob's Bar was rocking until 3 a.m. on Friday for an end of the summer bash. Well, 3 a.m. was definitely last call. I was rocking till about 11.30 p.m. for the end of summer bash before I called the night. When I got in the next day for, you know, typical bar maintenance, cleanup, check the receipts, make sure that balance is out and all of that. Yeah, I was told that the last stragglers left, including my father, at 3 a.m. So that was a band that took the stage at 7. People started coming at about 5.36 for happy hour. And people not leave until 3. It was a bounce of night at Bob's Bar. You estimated last week that you thought perhaps 50 to 75 people. What was the total count? Uh, I believe me and my sister at one point counted at its peak, which would have been the band played from 7 to 10. I would say around 9 p.m. Eastern time. At its peak, I tried to do a count, and it seemed around 90 to 95 people. Oh yeah, there was, as my other sister pointed, there was a point in time she was scared she was not going to be able to walk to get a beer at the coolers. Like it there was, was nearly 100 people in your backyard that were just randos from the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, and friends of neighbors, friend, my friends, my sister's friends, you know, closer circles. My parents called friends they hadn't seen in years. And mind you, this wasn't your typical, like, if somebody would have a birthday party or a graduation party where there's tables and chairs. This was, you had 12 stools around the bar, my parents' big patio table, which seats eight, the back bar, which was open, that seats four. And that was it for seating. Like, it was a, you're standing the entire time. When you have 90 to 95 people, though, how are you serving that many people beer? Are they bringing their own beers yeah, and coolers? People, people brought their own beers, and many brought their own coolers, and there was constant ice being brought in. The local fire department was supplying us ice. I'm not making that up. They have an ice machine. And um, did they come to watch? A couple of the, the chief and a couple others came <laughs> as well, and uh, they had somebody running right up the block to get their ice out of their ice machine. That was restocking coolers. What's so and there was on? coolers all around the yard. What's going on in your neighborhood? It it was it was unbelievable. It really was. And uh, anybody I would say within a two block uh, radius was invited, so there was no cops to be called. So yeah, it was crazy. I mean, and you had people twenty one years of age, people thirty years of age, people sixty years of age, and all were dancing, all were drinking, all were having a good time. 
what kind of band was it? What did they play? They played some Bruno Mars. They played some Beatles. The biggest hit song they played, and I can only determine this in video. They spanned from Bruno Mars to Beatles. That's a huge catalog. Yeah, it's a really good cover band. The parade was excellent. The I would say the one where I couldn't believe the amount of people dancing and singing is actually Play That Funky Music, White Boy. When they played Play That Funky Music, White Boy, it was unbelievable. It was... I'm a little shocked at that, except maybe your audience skewed a little older, because that feels like the wedding song. They're always like, oh, God, we're playing yeah, this. Yeah, but they played it in their third set of the night, and I think by that time there was a lot of cocktails, you know, dancing and singing, and people were up. It was as if Sinatra took the stage to play My Way. That's what it felt like when the parade played that song. Um, and then when they when they ended, I kid you not, chance of one more song, one more song, one more song uh, came out. It was unbelievable. Lighters in the air. It was. I really wish you were there because you probably think this I is crazy. This. I can't believe I missed it. I really wanted to be there. There were already contract talks about booking the parade for next year. <laughs> Number two, last week's PGP. You were a little disappointed with how it came out with Jacob Wilkins. Out of all the PGP side Bs, this one had the least buzz. Sure. In fact, the only thing I saw from it was a, people, a couple of people saying, you had Mraz and Jacob arguing over vocabulary, flabbergasted. So what would you have done differently? Okay, so it's I haven't talked to you about this. I told you after before you would listen. I, I didn't love it. Um, Maybe I could have asked better questions, but I thought we would get, like, for instance, when I was talking about the clears, and I tried to have some fun with that where maybe Jacob, if they're full year, would have some fun. But... Jacob, again, appeared to be very scaled back and serious, much like we saw and we discussed after the Extreme Jakeover where, you know, hey, you know, can you, and even when I asked him, can you do anything different? It was like, he gave me a, nope, nothing different. I would stick to who I am and everything. I don't know. I love Jacob and I love talking to Jacob and I thought it had its moments, but maybe I'm wrong in saying I could have asked something differently, but maybe I just, I was looking for a little more out of Jacob than I got. So do you. Is that fair? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to put it all on him. You can't always put it on the guest. It's your job to get the most out of the guest. Sure. I was definitely trying. But is it possible that Jacob has strategically said, I need to rein it in because I want to be considered a serious baseball broadcaster. I finally have a serious baseball job. I've got to play it down the middle. I've got to play the straight line. But you're telling me that there's not play-by-play guys that can't have fun and goof around and just... Maybe Be he's trying loose? to build that reputation. And he doesn't want to ruin it. I guess. I mean, I I thought I designed. But then why jump on the PGP knowing that it's going to be goofy? Yeah. So to me, my idea with the PGP was simple. I knew he had just completed the season. We hadn't checked in in a while, and I wanted to see how a year on the road calling minor league games went, both professionally for him, where he thinks his career going, and I wanted to try to get into some of the ins and outs. I wanted to see what the coolest promotion was. He gave me the stud muffins. Didn't give me much. Jacob, you saw all these, and I call them random towns, and maybe that's unfair to some of our listeners, but they are when you consider a Portland, Maine, a Harrisburg, a Bowie. What was the craziest thing you ate? Oh, we stopped at rest stops. Like, I I don't, like, my job as the interviewer, I was trying there just to, like, give us a little inside info on a life that none of us maybe would live. And I, I don't know. I just, I didn't get, I didn't get the creativeness back that I thought I was trying to put in. And I, I guess I'd have to reexamine and see how much more creative I could have gotten. Maybe a year away from us, maybe less six months, has stripped him of that kind of sense of humor because every day he's Could just be. grinding through box scores and calling it straight-laced double-A Binghamton Rumble Ponies but, baseball. But to me, that's the real crime of it because Jacob's beauty is that he is quirky. Mm. 
Jacob was the voice of the chicken. I can't believe I'm saying was. That almost brings the tear to my eye. He was a wienership voice. He once embraced that role. And I understand there's a point in time where you want to be looked at more professionally. Uh, Sometimes maybe I should be asking myself the same question. Should I be more professional? Probably. But I also don't ever want to lose who I am. And I think maybe Jacob's losing a little bit of who he is. And who he is helped get him to that position where you could still be some of who you were while being more professional. And it feels like he's none of who he once was, which to me saddens me. Now, side B this week, you're you're double dipping into the pot of listeners. Correct. Now, I didn't think we were going to use any of the listeners a second time around. Okay, look, you asked for this, you got it, and and this is from what I mean, okay? Pete the Body is very busy with interviews, okay? Andrew interviews Bo- is in. He's interviewing staff, potential staff. Potential staff. All right. I have been steamrolled by him. Andrew Bogish is now doing double duty because Brad Heller is in Hawaii. So That's I can't grace. can't even have Heller on you if went I went out there to, for a wedding. For a wedding. Couldn't do that. Bogish is very overwhelmed doing both. It got to a point in time where I wasn't sure how many other different profiles I could get. I probably could have I was I honestly thought I would do this with Bogish, no problem this week. So we've tapped out of the listeners that you want to talk to. Right. There might be some more that I need to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared to dig deeper when I found out Bogus was going to be unavailable. So I scanned around. I read the room. I said, what can I do here that's going to be interesting? And I was harpooned on Twitter by Dixie Landan and his kid's birthday party. And I found what I found most interesting was what he was going to be serving his guests. I said, well, I could start there and see where it goes and see how this birthday party went. So I got Dixie Landan coming on side B. We're going to discuss what he served, and I think it's an enormous amount of brats that were eaten, which he will give you per person. And frankly, what should have been a day about the kids, I found to be a little bit of a disgrace. And I, you know, Dixie Landan gets into what became of this birthday party. Okay, well, I, I am I, I'm a big Dixie Landan fan, so I'm excited to hear this. But I will say, you could have easily interviewed somebody from the the party, the the Bob's party. I would like to a firsthand account. You, you're right. You're right. I. Maybe I should have. And you know who was at the Bob's Bar party? Upside Down Mike, another listener of the show. Maybe that would have been something I could have done. Or Bob himself to discuss. Or Bob the- himself. Well, there was some talk about what it would be like for you to interview your dad. I will put this fully out there. I've known my dad a long time. I love my dad. I don't think my dad's a compelling interview on Side B. I don't think he would get the like the emotion behind it. He wouldn't look at his big deal and be like, yeah, you know, it was a good time. Like, my dad is very, like, I don't know, you get him on a microphone. Matter he, of fact. Right. He's better off the cuff if you're just having a conversation with him. If I have a planned interview with him, I don't know. I just, I don't think it would have went. How about Nancy? I'm tired of hearing. Isn't everybody <laughs> tired of hearing from my mom? I'm tired of hearing from her. But I could have gone that route. Look, all I know is I had you in my head saying there's no excuse not to have a side B. I scanned the room, and I came out with the first thing that came to my mind right. when I looked. Okay. Well, I can't kill you forever. And I don't think it's bad. I would argue this is a better side B with Dixieland Dan than the first Dixieland okay. Dan. Okay, I'm excited to hear I that. I think you'll laugh at it. And he, at the end, because I don't know if you're aware of this, these D-Aliens have a group chat together. I did not realize this. There is a group chat the I've been D- tipped off to. a Illuminati? Yeah, and they all have gathered each other. and Like I, text, like on the phone? I don't know if it's text or they have a direct message Twitter chain. Gotcha. It's their group chat that they constantly all week are talking to each other. <laughs> and th- them, I got blindsided. Apparently, Dixie Dan tipped them off that he was going to be on. They came up with questions they wanted from me, kind ah. of like Adriana that wasn't answered. Stuff that they feel ha- should have been answered seven years ago. So at the end of this P- PGP, I will answer those Oh, that's those exciting. Okay, very good. So I think you get something yeah, out of this. that sounds good. So the last thing we should touch on here is the affiliate change. I mean, we should just be transparent here. 
we had a number of affiliates that starting last week, so now a week and a half ago, took a different show after hour number one. We used to be on all three hours and all of these affiliates that included Boise and Tucson and Harrisburg and some others. And they decided to take another program after our first hour. So they're carrying our first hour and then bailing out in the, the last two hours. This has made a lot of listeners very upset. For sure. And we've been tweeted at incessantly. And this was a bit of a tough spot for us to navigate because obviously these are still our affiliates carrying one hour of us. And we don't want to totally, you know, denigrate or criticize um, show places that we're still on. I mean, we still are on these affiliates for an hour. Now, a lot of our listeners are really crushing them, and there were so many trashes on Trash Tuesday for all these affiliates. And I thought about reading them, and I just decided I didn't want to because let's take the ticket in Boise, for example. Okay. 93.1 could not have been kinder to us. They could not have been better to us. I love everybody at that station. Whether it was Caves... Prater, JP, Don the PD, everybody, the guys in sales, the people in promotions, everybody was so beautifully kind to us. They loved the show. They set us up with amazing hospitality. They gave us the best time of the, the tailgate. I just can't in good conscience go on the air and trash that management. I would agree with that. And I, and I can't let other people use this platform to trash them as well, even though I'm disappointed they didn't take that they're taking a different program with the final two hours. And what I gathered by seeing some tweets from stations that have made this decision, it wasn't necessarily the local affiliates decision. Now it might've happened in Boise. I don't know. Might've happened in Arizona. I don't know. I saw a tweet from Tucson that said, Matt, the bosses or corporates making us take this. So I guess in Tucson, it was not their call. I don't know if that's happened everywhere, some places, all the places, but I just felt weird reading trashes about an affiliate that we love that may not have even made this decision that it came from corporate and we're told you need to take this new show. And clearly still has some interest in us because they're taking the first hour of the show at least. It's not a complete, hey, we're putting local programming on for an hour into whatever said show. So I, I would agree with that. And any phone call I've received on the other end where they want to know what's going on, I've tried to be as transparent as possible with it and stress that while we appreciate everything and you guys wanting the shows to take the full three hours and we wish they did too, it may not necessarily be directly that station's fault to destroy them. They, you know, there could be higher powers at work. Everybody's got a boss, right? Yeah. So if you are listening in one of those affiliates that no longer take us, the best thing I could say is if you want answers from your local affiliate, tweet at them. They're all on Twitter and just ask, you know, whose decision was this, or you can even say that I think this is a bad decision. That's up to you. Um, or you can email them. You know, all of them have contact emails, and they might be more honest in a direct email to you than they would be on Twitter knowing that that's a public answer. So if you want a private answer, I would suggest emailing the people at that station and seeing what they say. I really appreciate the listeners that are really bent about this because they want the full three hours. And I've said all along Luckily, in 2019, you get to just press a different button. It's a button on your phone or a button on your Sirius satellite radio or a button on your computer to listen to us. It's not like you can only get what's on your radio. But I get it. I mean, you're riding around in the car. You've listened to us for an hour in the car. Why suddenly would you not want to listen to us on the same radio station? I get it. But we're just kind of caught in this weird space where these are still affiliates of the DA show. We still love so many of those affiliates. Specifically, Boise is just like beyond 
so unbelievable to us. And I'm not sure if this was their decision or corporate's decision, and corporate might have leaned on them to have to take this show for whatever reason, and they didn't really want to. So I'm kind of caught because I want the voice of the listeners to be out there, and they've and it's all out of good-hearted nature for us. It's out of loyalty to us, but I just don't, I just don't think I can use the show as like a platform to to criticize our affiliates. I second that completely. So I don't know what the answer is. I mean, do I think that they're gonna? I think that they, I think it's beneficial to tell them that you want the DA show. I do think that. I don't think there's any negative in that. I don't think there's a negative in tweeting at your affiliate with their handle or emailing the affiliate, hey, I want the DA show. That's that's your right as a consumer to tell them. And I think they need to hear from the consumer what you like and what you don't like because they're, they're entrusted with selling the shows. So if they've got a new show and they can't sell it as well because their listeners don't want it, they need to know that. And I think they would appreciate knowing that. I'm not saying be mean about it. I'm just saying we prefer the DA show or whatever. And if you don't, no problem. I don't and, care. And on that note, if it isn't the station's, uh, if you will, decision and it's a parent company or something like that, then at least if that station, you know, they gather that intel from their listeners, they have something to present to their parent right. company yes. as to why they should go back to the DA exactly. show. So do I know that they'll go back? I don't know that. I don't know if they're locked in for this long term, the new show. I don't know, um, you know, what happens. You know, there's there's always the possibility in radio that things change and, you know, affiliate corporate ownership changes or affiliates decision changes or program decision t- changes at the local level. It's always possible. But I do think it's valuable for these affiliates to know what their consumers like and what they don't like. And the only way that they'll know that is if you reach out to them on Twitter or email. So I think that's beneficial. But like I said, I don't, I I feel very conflicted because I don't want to bash people that have been really good to us, especially if it's not their call. I agree. We love everybody in Boise, especially. Very much so. So, um, so that's where we stand to that. If we ever get any more information on this, obviously I'll share it with you guys. I appreciate the loyalty. I appreciate you coming to our defense. I appreciate, um, the ones that have been vocal being vocal because that does go for a lot with our bosses here at CBS sports radio, the bosses above us with other affiliates as well. And other corporate ties that, you know, here's the listeners that really like the show. And I very much thank you for vocalizing that because it lets everybody know the show has been successful, resonates and what you guys want to hear. So it, it's been great in that way. So We'll keep you updated on that. If anything changes for the time being, those affiliates, you'll get the first hour of us, and then it'll cut away to other programming. And then at that point in time, you know, just make sure that you click on your phone, um, hook it up through your speakers in your car. That's an easy way to do it. Like I have Bluetooth on my stereo. And so whatever I'm listening to on my phone, just come through my speakers um, on the on the car. And all that is is going to Best Buy or any of these places, buying a stereo for like 120 bucks it's probably like another 80 dollars to install it and then you'll have the bluetooth ability to listen to the da show and it just plays through your car speakers yeah and or even if you don't want to go that an auxiliary cord is not that much oh that's true plug it right in your phone like you would your headphone jack and you almost every car now has some kind of aux cord capability right that's a good point so my car didn't have that aux so i had had to buy a new stereo but if you have an aux input just get a cord which is five dollars that's it works just like a headphone would and you plug it into your stereo and then you plug it into your phone and whatever you're listening to on your phone is coming through your car speakers so bingo bango exactly 
All right, that'll do it for us on Side A. Let's hear what this uh, Dixieland Dan has to say about this party and Q&A on Side B. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. It is Mraz, host of Side B and executive producer of the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. And it's time for another permission-granted podcast. I won't call this a profile, but we are bringing, like we did with Jacob Wilkins, another profile back to check in on how he is doing. And that is actually... Dixieland Dan. Dixieland Dan, what is cooking? Man, how's it going this morning, Mraz? I'm sitting down here sweating in this Mississippi heat. This is unbelievable. You know, it's funny because when we had you on for the first permission granted profile, we talked and I said, you know, Dan, we might have you back on another PGP. And I thought you probably thought I was blowing you smoke. But here we are. Look, I you got to tap into the depth chart here. And you're part of the DA show depth chart. And really, I wanted to have you on because it looked like you had an awesome, fun time. It was your daughter's birthday over the weekend, correct? How old is she? Oh, she turned three on Sunday, and, man, we had an absolute blast. That kid got way more toys than she deserved or needed and more toys than we've actually got room for in our house. She done good. We had an absolute blast, drank more than I needed to, ate a whole lot more than I needed to. That buffalo chicken dip is something else. (laughs) It is is something else. Okay, so that's right where I want to start. First of all, how many people did you have at your house for your daughter's third birthday? All right, let's see here. We had, oh, I don't know, 15 or so from my side of the family. But from my wife's side of the family, she had six sisters. And one of them didn't show up. The oldest one didn't show up. And she's got two kids. And then me and my wife, of course, have one. And the one below her has two kids. The one below that one has two kids. The one below that one has two kids. And the two youngest are, thankfully, don't have any kids, nor do they even have a boyfriend, thank God. Because the last thing we need in this side of the family is more freaking kids. Dude, Christmas time and birthday parties suck. You know how many freaking presents I got to buy come those times of year? You got to take care of the nieces and nephews. So so how many so how many kids told her in the family? Because I got to be honest, that felt like you were Bill Parcells drawing up a play nobody understood. Oh, no, I am the Mississippi version of Philip Rivers whenever it comes to family members with kids. Let's see, my uncle... On my side of the family, he's got one that he – or he's got two that are his, and then he uh, actually adopted a set of twins from a family that he knew that okay. mom and daddy was worthless. Um, of course, there's me, and then my aunt has two kids, so I got two cousins there. Right, right, right. No, but how many, how many nieces and nephews do you have? Oh, kids. nieces and nephews. I'm an only child, but if you want to go by yeah, in I've got. Yeah, you're. Uh, wife, I mean, those are still your nieces and nephews, Dan. They're your wife's family's kids. That's there two, four, six, eight, ten, ten now, and I know the third oldest sister, third youngest. Yeah, third youngest sister, Robin, and her husband are trying for a third. They said they want four. I was like, good Lord, did y'all not figure out what caused that the first time? Boy, I'm sure they're happy you just shared that on a national podcast, Dan. That's lovely. So, all in all, I mean, I lost track. So, basically, you could have had, like, 30 people at your house over the weekend for this birthday party? I think the total count was 42. 42 people for a kid's third birthday party. Okay. So, now a couple things. You food-wise, you said how many uh, Johnson – what are we doing? The sausages? What would you do? The brats? Yeah, the brats. We had uh, – 140, I think, is what we wound up cooking. 140 brats? Did they all go? I think we had eight left is all we had. Hold on here. 42 people 
a 132 brats is what you're telling me? Something like that. That's Some about went- that's about three and a half brats a person at what it averages out to if I do the math. Uh, did you have enough toilet paper in your house for that? Oh, man, what are you talking about? We go to Sam's Club, we just buy up toilet paper boxes. You, we don't have a Sam's Club or a Costco anywhere close, so whenever we go buy stuff in bulk, we buy stuff in bulk. That's what happens whenever you live out in the boonies. God, that's okay. So, but anyway, you, so we're averaging three and a half brats per person, and you had a bunch of buffalo chicken dip as well, you said. Oh, yeah, we made, uh, we were supposed to have about five trays of that. Torch the trays or you know like cookie cans or uh, right of like course the little, the little tins right yeah like a like a casserole dish full of, of them I think we only had three or four because the night we were gonna make that stuff me and my wife decided to have grilled chicken breast and we used up some of that chicken so we didn't really have enough to do it all but there was none of that stuff left dude that stuff you would take a little Frank's Red Hot I think it's like three bottles and then a brick of cream cheese and then some shredded mozzarella cheese. And then as much pulled chicken as you want to put in there, mix it all up, put it in the casserole dish, and bake it, dude. It is fire. Wait yeah. till the next day, put it on a sandwich. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, I've never done it on a sandwich. It's big on my on my Sunday football spreads. That's tremendous. So then, obviously, you had the beers. What was the beer of choice at the party? Well, I see here. I had Natties because they were on sale. I mean, we had Natties. We had Budweiser. Somebody messed around and brought a bunch of White Claws, and I was like, oh, let me try one of these. They're pretty all good. Right. Uh, dude, uh, lime white claw is basically a margarita without tequila, put a little salt on it. That thing is good. Has some Bud Light, orange, uh, Coors Light. That's normally my beer choice. I did have something else. I brought a 18 pack down there, and then I started about 10. Whenever it got up to about 95, and I was like, well, might as well start. Started on that. Four oh. o'clock, I run out of the 18 pack. So, oh, let me go up here and dip into Dad's Coors Light. And oh then, man. Uh, Five thirty or six, we decided to get in the bouncy house. Yeah, so you were, I, you sent me a video. You sent me a video. You're going down the bouncy house slide while trying not to drop your beer, and it looks like you were successful. Did anybody else attempt this? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but we did have a blast. All right, so that slide had a bouncy house on the back end of that thing. So me and my two best friends and my brother-in-law decided, all right, we're pretty good and lit up. Let's get our drunk ass in the bouncy house and do WWE tag team wrestling on each other. Dude, first thing I get tagged in, look at my brother-in-law, kick him in the stomach, hit him with a stunner, turn around, look up on top of the slide. Here comes one of my buddies off the slide with a people's elbow, hit me right upside the head, knock me down, get up, turn, look. Brother-in-law looking the other way, hit him with an RKO out of nowhere. Dude, me and him went out the door, hit the tarpaulin outside, and almost slid into the creek down there. Oh my God, Dan. This sounds unbelievable. So I just want to recap real quickly. This is a child, your child's third birthday party. Your princess, oh, yeah. everything about your world. And it ends up into three and a half brats per person at 42 people, a bunch of buffalo chicken dip, a ton of Bud Light Orange White Claws Budweiser's, you and a bunch of your drunk buddies and brother-in-laws doing tag team wrestling in the child's bounce house. Who had more fun at this party, the actual kids or you guys? Oh, no, the kids had a blast. We made sure the kids all had their fun and everything. See, whenever we got in there, all the kids were gone except for my brother-in-law's kids and my daughter. 
they were up there in the house actually asleep. They had been watching Puppy Dog Pals on TV, and they fell asleep. So we decided, you know what? They're asleep. They had their day. Let's go have some fun. So we started doing tricks down the bouncy house, and then it turned into tag team wrestling. Then it turned into just hanging out. But, dude, I had such a hard time trying to get that bouncy house up. That was the problem. That's what I was going to trash. All right, so let's hear, let's hear your trash Tuesday with the bouncy house. All right, look, we got the thing on Friday. I'm not going to say where I got it from. I got it from a place here in town. And I got it home, started to blow it up. Hey, why is this thing not blowing up like it should be? It's only halfway up. And I got to looking. There's an air vent on one of the sides of the slide where you let the air out of it when you're done with it. Yeah, zippers busted on it. I said, hmm, how am I going to fix this? Deflate it, put the Velcro on it, get some Gorilla tape, put that on there. Okay, now it blows up. All right, let's hook the water hose up to it. Hook the water hose up to it. I turned looking at my brother-in-law. I said, all right, turn the water on over at the thicket. He hit it, dude. That thing shot a water hose-sized stream about 20 foot out across my yard. And I said, well, that ain't going to work because it's supposed to go into a screen and then just kind of trickle down onto the slide to keep the slide good wet. So I had to spend 45 minutes trying to zip tie that stupid thing into the screen because the water hose was just dry rotted. It had tape all over it. It oh. was spraying water everywhere. It was supposed to have a nozzle on it that done all that sprinkling stuff. And it didn't have it on there. I was like, come on, man. Now I got to do all this. And then uh, we had all the fun. Everything. I actually did get it working. It, did, it also didn't have uh, two of the tie downs on it. So I couldn't anchor it to the ground. And then I took it back up to the guy yesterday, or Monday, actually, and said, hey, let me, let's blow this thing up. Let me show you all this stuff I had wrong with it. And I was showing one of the worker guys out there, and he walked around it, looked at it, and he said, yeah, let me go get the boss man show him. That dude walked out there. I showed him what I was wrong with it. He looked at it, never looked at me, never spoke a word, said, hmm, all right, and then turned around and walked off. Oh, no discount or anything after you had to go through all that trouble? wasn't looking for a discount. I'm not one of those people. I made it work. I can make stuff work. I'm not going to be one of those guys. It didn't work right. I want all my money back or a big dis- I just wanted to let him know about it. And I was looking for a, you know, sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened to you. I'll make sure that we do it better next time. So that way the next person that get it won't have such a problem with, nope, didn't even get that dude. Didn't even look at me. Dude didn't say, oh, nope, sir, sorry, nothing like that. That's just good business whenever you do something like that, man. That's a terrible, terrible job by them. Well, Dan. That's, hey, Raz, can I ask you two questions real quick? I just want to ask you two little quick questions. All right. Something. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to turn this into an Adriana thing real quick. Well, hold on. Uh, is this coming from, by the way, I've been tipped off to the group chat you guys are all having. Is this coming from this? No. Well, but maybe kind of some of us. The yeah, DA we're on to you guys. We know a bunch of you DA guys have a little group chat going. All right. I've been tipped off to this. It's it's all the big names. If there's a big name, they're in there. The big Except, names, the big names. Yeah, so you guys Lewis and Hensky and all those guys. But uh, all right, I was thinking about this one day. You know, they call you the dictator, the sultan of sodium, the king of chubbiness. I don't think we've ever heard you say. I ask you two ones here. What is your favorite food to eat? Like, if you had to sit down and eat a meal, is it going to be pasta, pizza, burgers, barbecue, whatnot? And if What's your favorite binge snack? Like, say Danielle brought it home and you said, oh, that bag of chips right there, I'm eating every one of them. There's not going to be any left. Or if there's all this candy or ice cream or whatever, what are what are they going to be those for you? So my favorite overall meal and my favorite binge snack. Okay. My favorite meal is, is, is Slam Dunk. It's easy. It's fried chicken cutlets, mashed potatoes, string beans. And if I can, a nice buttered biscuit with it as well. I could eat 
15 chicken cutlets in one sitting. Like, that is my thing. I freaking love them. Uh, I try not to eat them. I, I have them about once every two weeks just so I keep I, – I make sure I enjoy them and appreciate them. As far as a binge snack, that's interesting because I am a big snacker, and I, I really diversify, if you will. Uh, I'm a fan of a, a lot of dips and stuff like that. But, you know, if you put one thing in front of me and said – you know, that thing's not going to last. Honestly, it's probably, I have a sweet tooth, fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies. If I, oh, you're so close to what I was going to say. Dude, my wife will bring home, especially like coming up Halloween time, she's going to start bringing them home, Reese's. Reese's, oh, yeah. eggs, Reese's pumpkin, dude. I can sit there and eat myself sick on those things. Tremendous. No, I put the Reese's in the freezer. Look, I'm an equal opportunity snacker, but if, if there's one thing <laughs> where, like, I will start, like, itching my arm if I uh, if I start eating them and then, like, I can't stop where, like, I have a problem, it's, like, nice, fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. Like, you know, you make yeah. a tray of those, they don't stand a chance. Baraz is a crackhead for chocolate chip cookies. I see that now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I hope that answers all your questions, Dan. Oh, yes, sir. Well, if you'll indulge me one more quick question. What's your favorite drop on the show? I know we're running long. No, that's that's all right. This is funny. My favorite drop on the show, I'm sorry. I am for, and it's a recent one, I'm forever going to be partial to. Now, wait a minute. Something about that. I mean, the guy who said it, Mike McCann, originally, it also happened on a show I was hosting that ended up we bringing it back to DA. I will laugh hysterically just thinking about how ridiculous that drop is. And to be honest, that drop might be more insidey, uh, and we might find it more laughable because we know the guy who said it, and we know how ridiculous the whole thing was. But I, that is by far my favorite drop on the show. That's what I'm talking about. I've always been partial to the hashtag little wet, little drippy, just because it plays in so many different situations. And the the lady that goes, I don't know who that lady was, by God, that's the Milwaukee Brewers. Right. That lady, just well, the way she said that, I was like, that is hilarious. We had so many good ones, Dan. There are so many good ones. But all right, I have to now, full disclosure, because we're taping this before the show, we're about to do our pre-show meeting here on a Wednesday, September 18th. So, Dan, thank you so much for joining me on the PGP. Tell your daughter happy birthday, happy belated, and uh, this was a blast. Let's hope we do it again. All right, guys, I sure do appreciate it. Y'all have a good day up there. All right. Well, there you have it. Dixieland Dan. Drinking Coors Lights, Bud Light Oranges, Budweiser's, 142 brats, Buffalo Chicken Dip, wrestling matches in a kid's bounce house that was broken. I Look, if you weren't at Dixieland Dan's kid's birthday party, I don't think you're doing birthday parties right. That's a little taste of America right there. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.